Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blair Wire Project. I'm in an amazing mood and I have a few updates, um, a few things we definitely have to talk about, a few people to drag, and a few new things to show you. First of all, the elephant in the room, I got my cheeks done. Every comment doesn't have to be about the filler because I know it's there. Um, and I'm glad I did it because I feel like it looks good. But anyways, now that's out the way. New cheeks, new gun, who dis? Uh, this is my new baby. It's a Chris Vector in Arctic, obviously. It's chambered in 9mm, and I'm obsessed with her. But I wanted to, first of all, old Blair would come on and be like, new purse, new Louis, or you know how in the old days I would like put it in the background and just pretend like I didn't know it was there, but y'all knew it was there, and I was just showing off Gucci and Louis like a an idiot. Uh, now I collect guns. So tell me what color you guys want me to paint this, because y'all know I'm all about the Cerakote. I'm all about the customization. I customize everything about my life, my face, my body, my house, my guns. It is what it is. Uh, let me know. Just wanted to show that and shout out to everyone that has fun with this gun. I'm going to. I think I'm going to go shoot it maybe tomorrow for the first time. And that's that on my new uh, gun purchases. I want to start just putting that in all my videos like whenever I get a new gun. And I feel like it'll encourage me to get new guns. Anyways, I wanted to start this video off because I was in a very good mood. And in that good mood... I've just been feeling a little more, this is rare, a little more love from the trans community lately. Shocking, right? Those words out of my mouth, when y'all know what the trans community has put me through and my place in the trans community, I'm like, not even the black sheep. I'm like the, whatever's worse than black, whatever's worse than black sheep, right? But I've just been feeling lately a slight shift and she's slight, but she's there. And it's the first time I've really felt it in years of the trans community kind of now that we're past like the trans shooter and like all this crazy stuff and all this legislation and everyone freaking out, I feel like things, the temperature, the last week or two have kind of gone down a little bit. And I'm seeing trans women in particular coming forward and being like, what we're doing isn't working. Blair was right. Not that I need that. I truly don't. But it does feel good. Um, and there's just more trans people than ever that I've seen speaking up on social media and daring to express, you know, right-wing opinions, daring to uh, express dissidents from the trans community. Because I think that only an idiot, no shade, would see the ways in which the activists have ran the trans community and what has been happening in the past year or so, which is in my opinion, an all-time high of transphobia, right? I'm not going to sit here and gaslight you or scaremonger you into what the left is doing and be like, they're killing us in the streets. No, they're not. However, there is more negative sentiment towards the trans community than I've ever experienced in my life and definitely as a trans person. And that's because the activists are so crazy. And I'm seeing that some trans people are kind of being like, all right, well, clearly what we're doing isn't working. So let's look at alternative viewpoints. And I just wanted to give a shout out to other trans people on social media that have kind of, y'all know my heart, I'm not trying to sound condescending, that are helping to pick up the mantle, not that I've dropped it, I'm still here, but kind of like joining me in this fight of regaining rationality within the trans community. 
which is an uphill battle, you know, uh, but there's just more than ever. And so I wanted to give a shout out to my few favorite um, content creators that are trans and either on the right or just nuanced and not a drone and not an activist, not an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so the first is Marcus Dibbs. And by the way, I want you guys, please, I never ask, I never ask you guys directly to do something. I'm never like, you must do this. I am telling you to do this. However, please just follow these people. I'm going to put their links in the description um, and on the screen. And this isn't me saying like, if you want to check them out, check them out. I'm literally just telling you, please just follow them. If they piss you off later and you regret it, all you have to do is unfollow. But I just want to give a hand to other people that are helping out in this fight and get them more followers. So the first is Marcus Dibbs. Marcus Dibbs is a trans man. He has a YouTube channel and it's a great YouTube channel. Uh, I've seen a couple of his videos and he puts con content together really well. Um, he's also known as the offensive tranny on social media, or at least he was before I think he switched to his like real name. Um, and I've seen him go from uh, just like a fan who would comment on my stuff every once in a while and not have any following to a huge following on YouTube. And he's getting like hundreds of thousands of views sometimes on his videos. And I think that is amazing. Please go subscribe to Marcus Dibbs. His videos are A1. And, you know, it's nice to have a trans man perspective. Uh, next is obviously Buck Angel. That's a given. I just had to include him because it would be disrespectful not to. But y'all know where I stand. If you follow me, you have to follow Buck Angel. Love Buck Angel. Um, I consider him one of my best friends. Um, I consider him a father figure. He has done so much for me in my life. And whenever I'm going through it, I can call him and he's just a great person. So he makes content on YouTube and on Instagram. He grinds more than I do with the trying to regain rationality in the trans community. He puts out more than I do. So if you're ever like Blair's not putting out enough, there are other people. Go follow Black Angel on everything. Links in the description and on the screen. Kelly Cadigan. So she is new on the scene. And she is making some ruckus on TikTok. I've seen her, you know, going off on uh, sort of like the trans activists and and really saying things that I've been saying for years. And I think that that is amazing. This is what I have worked for years for to get other trans people to just hop on board and help me out here. Uh, she recently tweeted a really nice tweet um, about me giving me credit for sort of opening a lane here for that. And I appreciate that more than I can say. Um, so go follow Ke Kelly on Twitter and TikTok. I don't know if she does YouTube. I think she should do YouTube. Please go tell her to start doing YouTube videos. Like it's only a matter of time until TikTok yeets her anyways. Sarah Higdon. Sarah Higdon is like a smarter version of me. You know, I'm like the, like I run my mouth, but I don't always sound intelligent. And I know that. And I own that, right? Like I, I feel like if I'm being very, um, gracious to myself here that's kind of part of my appeal that i just run my mouth and may or may not be effective she is the more measured <laughs> more educated more well-read and she will lay it out in a way that it just makes sense um she was on tim cash recently and i thought that was so cool because i was like when is there going to be another trans bitch on tim cast besides me uh and she did and uh she's on twitter as well and on youtube please go subscribe to her she makes amazing content and she does a lot of real world stuff so she does like detransitioner like events with the detrans community who i'm also like very close with and and support wholeheartedly so she's on the ground you know i'm up in my little castle in austin texas and i don't leave that castle really um because it's just like a special breed like i get asked to do real world events all the time and I'm like, you know what? This is not necessarily 
2019 Blair anymore. This isn't even 2020 Blair. This is 2023 Blair and temperatures at an all-time high. The hatred towards me is at an all-time high and I'm just not about to put myself in a position to do a real world events. So those of us that are like Sarah, I appreciate. Please go follow Sarah. Um, you know, I know I'm missing some and that sucks and I see them on Twitter, but just know that like I see you guys and the fact that I'm not the only one doing this anymore means more than me than I could than I could ever say because we can't we can't fix what's going on with the trans community with just me or with just me and Buck or even just me and, and Buck and Market. It has to be a lot of us. And I'm just seeing the numbers go up and people who are willing to say, maybe what Blair and Buck and these, you know, a few other people are saying are not necessarily the worst things in the world. Why am I supposed to go along with what activists are saying and the route we're supposed to go towards acceptance through them when they're only bringing us more hatred? They're only like turning people against us with their behavior. That's what's happening. You can say a lot of things and you don't have to agree with me, but you have to admit the way the trans community is going is not working. It is not increasing acceptance. It's going down. It is not increasing laws in our favor. It's creating laws against our favor, which is a, great, a bit of a gray area because I don't personally believe that laws banning minors from transitioning is anything against trans people. I think that's protecting kids. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, to them, that's against them, right? So even if you don't necessarily fuck with everything I say or think that like my way is the correct way, you have to admit the activists are not doing it right. So I just wanted to shout out these people. You know, there's been a few people over the years that have come and tried to be, uh, you know, trans right wing public figures. And um, they've all pussed out. They've all been pussies. They have all fallen off because they couldn't take the heat. And granted, it's a lot of heat, right? When you're trans and you're on the right, it's a very specific little niche and you are getting hate from both sides, every side, and it gets really ugly and you feel very alone. And I've noticed that people just can't handle that. There was someone, you know, there's a few people, we don't have to name them because they're off the map now, but a few people came and tried to do this and couldn't take it, had mental breakdowns, had to leave the internet. It was what it was. Shout out to them. Hope they're well. But I'm here for the ones that are willing to ride and really um, create a movement of rational transsexuals not transgender people. I'm done saying transgender. Buck has really nailed that in my head that like, you know what, Blair, you got to stop saying transgender. That word wasn't even a thing when I started and you're not transgender. That's ideological. You're a transsexual. That's a medical thing. True. So, you know, I'm here for the people that I feel like are going to ride all the way. I know Buck will. I'm hoping these other ones as well. They're a bit younger and I hope they can take the heat. I'm there for them. Um, we got to take this community back because it's it's been really bad. Um, so please go follow all of them. Speaking of bad, speaking of bad trans representation, uh, Budweiser announces staffing shakeup after Dylan Mulvaney controversy. So I don't want to go off too much about this because we already talked about this in the last podcast you guys saw. Um, but they fired the person who put Dylan Mulvaney on the can. And... Uh, I think that's literally what should happen. You know, this woman was hired to give them positive press, not negative, and that's what happened. Even if it's not, even if it's not necessarily her fault, it falls on her. Um, and here's what I was thinking about earlier. To me, a positive trans role model representation opens doors, doesn't close them. Do you think Budweiser is ever going to put another trans person on any of their products? Absolutely not. That is not a risk they're ever going to take, at least not for a very long time. So Dylan Mulvaney did not open a door there. Dylan closed it. 
And again, I hate having to apologize by just acknowledging reality about myself or complimenting myself, but I was the first trans woman in Penthouse Magazine in 2018. Since then, there have been a slew of trans bitches, Playboy, Penthouse, all those little magazines, right? I opened a door. People were able to do the same thing after me. People cannot do Budweiser branding. Trans women or trans anyone cannot do anything with Budweiser anymore because of Dylan Mulvaney, right? And I truly don't think that it's because simply Dylan is trans. And anyone who's arguing that I think is missing the point. It's Dylan's mocking and caricaturizing of women and trans people, by the way. I know the women are really, you know, hung up and saying it offends them. Guess what? Same boat. So I really do think that's the difference between opening and closing doors. I don't agree with everything Laverne Cox says and does. Politically, we are very opposed. She's one of these trans the kids people, right? But she was what? The first trans woman to win an Emmy? There have been more since her. She was the first, you know, trans woman to be on, you know, a network television, or maybe it was Candace Kane, whatever. These are examples of people that even though I'm politically opposed to, opened doors for the community. Dylan is closing them left and right. And that's the problem. And it's an even bigger problem when you think about the fact that there's a very strong chance this is just all an act for Dylan. I mean, there's like pop, Dylan has been radio silent since the Budweiser controversy. And there was paparazzi pictures that got released recently um, with Dylan, like literally out in like a man's jacket, a full beard, not stubble, a full beard. You didn't see that? Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, we'll put it on the screen. Um, and I'm just like, my gut tells me this is literally just a person outside of their costume. This is literally an actor for which Dylan is a trained theater kid. This is literally a person outside of their costume. And that's messed up because guess what? Blair White wakes up like this. I have transitioned, right? There's no acting. I don't wake up and put on my TikTok voice. I'm just here and I'm just being the bitch that I am. So is Dylan an actor? I think it's quite possible. No one know no one's in anyone's heart, mind, soul, but I know that even in the deepest drenches of my transition, and especially post facial feminization surgery, which Dylan is, you ain't catching me in a man's jacket with a full beard and no makeup on the street. Because I'm trans. And that's like the opposite of what you do. But hey. Dylan's laughing all the way to the bank, and I do respect that. I'm not one of these people that's like trying to stop Dylan's bag and don't get brand deals, whatever. Run all the way to the bank. I think it's actually really genius what you've done. However, you really like whipped your dick out and peed on women and trans women in the process, which isn't cute. Not cute. What is cute is this meme that's been going around. It's not a meme. It's a parody site, but people are thinking it's real. This has been going around all over Twitter and Instagram. Bud Light announces plan to feature Blair White on beer cans to stop conservative boycotts. Transgenders are fine just as long as they're not leftists. You know it was written by a conservative because they said transgenders. Only conservatives say transgenders, which is grammatically incorrect. That's not even on some like, oh, that's offensive shit. That's on some like, that's not good grammar shit. You know what I'm saying? Transgender is an, an, an adjective. It's like saying... um, beautifuls 
are just fine. It's like, what? What? But anyways, uh, no, I am not getting any Budweiser money. And uh, I don't think that will be happening anytime soon because, again, that door is closed from Miss Dillon. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. All right, so AOC said some dumb shit. Let's listen. Federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence. Very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. So... First of all, I want to know if it was an incitement of violence during summer of 2020 when every mentally ill, angry, physically capable leftist was on the streets of every major city and AOC and the whole squad, remember the squad? I mean, I guess they're still around, but it's like, ew, remember that was like a thing? People were like, oh, the squad, ew, barf. <laughs> Um, we're encouraging people to continue going to the streets, knowing people were dying, knowing businesses were being destroyed, knowing homes were being like raided, knowing that every major city in the country was on fire. Was that incitement of violence or not? Was it incitement of violence when not a single Democrat on TV or in office said, you know what? Maybe we don't do trans day of vengeance. Maybe like stay home. Because we just had a trans shooter in Nashville. Maybe we don't do Trans Day of Vengeance three days after that, right? Like maybe that would, would have been a de-escalation of violence. No. So these are the rules for them. They have an entire separate rules for anyone politically opposed to them. And the idea that this is what kills me about shit libs. So you can hate Fox News so much because, baby girl, I hate CNN. I hate MSNBC. I hate NBC. I hate PBS. I hate all those lefties you know, news organizations. But guess what? I was able to just name like six of them for you and there's one for us. And I don't even really fuck with Fox News like that. I truly don't. They're owned by Disney. Like a lot of their shits, we could go on and on, right? I'm blacklisted. We can go on and on. However, did y'all know that? I am blacklisted from Fox News. I have heard that from... a decent source and it makes sense right i mean it's like you think about like all the right-wing content creators online and like half of these hoes get 500 followers and like one viral tweet and they have a whole segment on tucker and i over here with like a million subscribers on one channel 300k on the other one of the largest conservative right-wing twitter accounts on the internet and never a peep never a boo that's fine that's fine i prefer to be on the internet you know i'm not that's i'm not necessarily fox news friendly right it's like I have my tits out. It's like, I'm just, I'm not. I'm internet friendly. I'm an internet cockroach. I'm here yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I'm going nowhere. I will literally be a seven-year-old granny tranny talking about, hey guys, welcome back to my channel. New face. 17 faces from now, I will still be on YouTube. It's so funny when people like <laughs> tag me in like old pictures and I literally know how many faces ago it was. I'm like, oh. That one was three faces ago. But anyways, back to AOC being a dumb shit lip. 
the fact that, again, so we have Fox News over here on this side. And you can say you have like Newsmax. Okay, who the f- who watches Newsmax? Whenever I go on Newsmax, I get like almost no like tweets or comments about it because no one's watching. Sorry. What's the other one? Like, um, they're all internet, right? The only like you have everything stacked so hard in your favor, and you still want the government to censor the one news network that opposes you. This is how you know these people are such power hungry disgusting monsters. Oh, there's a single news network saying things they don't like? Get the government on them. And it's like, I'm not sitting here saying that I want to play the same game as like these shit libs and like tell conservatives, like, can we start trying to get the government on CNN and shit? Because like, I don't want to do that. Right? Because I have principles. But sometimes it's hard to say principled when the other side are literal demons, monsters, ghouls, goblins. AOC is... A goblin. 100, like you just, so just step on free speech, step on the First Amendment. You can say what you want on television. This is not the UK. Did y'all know? I learned this last week and I was dumbfounded that in the UK, please confirm in the comments, my UKians, (laughs) British people, (laughs) please confirm. You have to have a license to own and watch television in the UK. And there is an entire segment of the government that shows up at your door to enforce it. Suddenly, it makes sense why whenever I post a picture with a gun, open this video with a gun, and you know some British people are going to comment like, what the F? Suddenly, it makes complete sense why y'all lose y'all's British ass marbles when you see me holding a gun because y'all can't even watch TV without a license. Of course, you can't fathom owning a gun with even with a license. Like, I get it now. I get it now. Um, And I'm just going to pray for you guys because y'all need a license to watch TV. Like what? Literally, where do they do that at? the UK. We'll pray for you. Um, but anyways, yeah, AOC, like go, go fuck yourself. Also, you know who else is on some shit lib type energy right now? As usual lately, he's been on a lot of shit lib energy, right? The, the spirit of the shit lib is within him and it keeps just coming out. Like, like it just every end out of this motherfucker. Ben Shapiro, my old friend, Ben Shapiro, not a friend, uh, never hung out with him in person, never talked to him really, uh, had that one debate in 2017 when I was 23 years old and won the debate when I was 23 with a broken headphone. Imagine what would happen now. Uh, he recently said that communities should be able to ban men wearing female clothing in public. And as much as I really don't fuck with the drag queens sometimes, as much as I really don't fuck with like any of that shit, imagine being, supposedly being part of the party that is about smaller government, the government not impeding on your life, more freedom, more autonomy, more rights, and you're going to fix your mouth, Benny, to say that you want the government to enforce clothing that people are wearing. 
simply because you and several other people in the political commentary world on the right have such a hate boner for trans people, drag queens right now. And if one person gets it, I get get it. I come up on here every day criticizing all that shit when it involves kids, when it impedes on women's rights, when it impedes on rationality, right? But one thing there's nothing rational about is having the government come in and say, oh, there's a man wearing a, a kilt, a skirt, a dress, banned, fined, jailed. What, how do you enforce that? Oh, a woman wearing blue jeans? Can't do it. Like, what are, what are you, let's watch the clip so you can see what I'm talking about. But like, so gross, so gross. This is coming off on the heels of him becoming a gun grabber after the Nashville tragedy and suddenly talking about how he's okay with people with gender dysphoria being banned from owning guns. So crazy how the pro-2A, pro-freedom people become fucking gun grabbers. Let's watch. Should wearing dresses and skirts be illegal for men in public? If so, should wearing pants for women be illegal in public? Well, pants not so much because there is a female version of pants that is nearly indistinguishable in many cases from from male pants. Um, but men wearing traditional female clothing in public, I think that there's a case that local zone, that, that local communities should be able to stop that. Sure, I mean, we have local laws about being naked or, or indecent exposure, or at least we used to. So comparing it to being naked is pretty fucking wild. So would it be a man wearing a pink t-shirt that's too tight? How do you find that line, first of all? And granted, in Tennessee, the laws about um, drag shows being refined to 18 and over clubs, I agree with that because drag queen drag shows are often sexual and have sexual undertones and overtones. So I agree with that. But the idea that you're going to sit here and say that you would be okay with men wearing women's clothing banned in public, how do you expect the government to enforce that? And how do you sit here and claim to have a smaller government position in any way when you're willing to stick the government on people for their clothing? Like, are you stupid? Insane. Insane that sometimes you start to see, obviously, this is not indicative of like the Republican Party or conservatives in general. I have something on my face. Got it. Um, This is not indicative of everyone because I live in the real world and I'm surrounded by conservatives and I know that this is not something that they do. But Ben, like, maybe just calm down the fucking, like, anti, like, gender, like, performance, like, boner a little bit. Like, conservatives have the unique opportunity to be right on these issues when it comes down to the actual principles of it, which is adults do what you want, kids stay away. And conservatives have the unique opportunity to have that moral high ground and to be correct, There are a lot of leftists that would gladly come around, I know some, to the idea that, you know what, drag shows, that's an adult thing. You know what, transitioning, that's an adult thing. But the second they start to see you going off the rails on your own version of a slippery slope where you're like, oh, and um, men wearing girls' clothes in public, like, definitely deserves to be illegal. Like, what are you talking about? This is America. Go to Saudi Arabia, motherfucker. If you only want to see like people dressed 
modestly all of the time. If you only want to see people wearing clothing that they're like allowed traditionally to wear, go to Saudi Arabia, go to Afghanistan. You would probably have more fun there. But this is America. And we don't sick the cops on people for wearing certain clothing. Right? And this is where people are probably going to say, well, what about when they're stripping in front of kids? No one's talking about that. Not even him in the clip is talking about that. He is literally talking about criminalizing people walking down the street, walking in the grocery store, walking to the mall, and they're wearing gender clothing that isn't for them. So if a girl wears overalls, is she going to, or is it just about the men, right? Just like lesbians are okay because they're hot, but like gay guys are bad because icky, right? Because you're like in eighth grade. Definitely didn't grow past eighth grade height. Um, that's why I was like, how are you going to take my guns? Half of them are bigger than you, Ben. How are you going to come up in this house and take any of my guns when they're bigger than you? I just think it's wild. And oftentimes in certain, you know, political circles on both sides, you see the authoritarianism sink in, right? And I think that there was a time when Ben Shapiro wouldn't actually get away with saying this. There was a time even in the right-wing sphere when there was a much more libertarian vibe to everyone's principles online. But like, it's just so crazy how these people just consume you know, all the content of like, you know, the drag shows and the and the trans people and the crazy stuff. And it's like, I give them so much more credit than they deserve because I would like to think they're able to separate when things are harmful and when they're not. But clearly it's like they can't. Right. It's like. Ben Shapiro is 100 percent a binary thinker, at least when it comes to this. There's things he's great on. Right. There's things that he um, is able to see the nuance in. But if you don't see the nuance in saying, yeah, drag shows, over 18 clubs, but leave people at the mall alone. Like, come on. It doesn't make sense. Every woman I know wears guys' clothes all the time. So say what you really want to say, which is it's just about going after gay men. Say what you really want to say, Benny. Because you know damn sure, ain't no in your mind when you're thinking this, you're not thinking about Lisa at the grocery store wearing her husband's hoodie and blue jeans and sneakers. You're talking about Jonathan wearing a pink t-shirt with the word Barbie on it or something. Like that's what you're thinking of. And that's disgusting. Another thing, how the hell can conservatives make the case that just because you're gender non-conforming doesn't mean you have to transition. Just because a boy likes the color pink or likes female clothes doesn't mean he has to have his wiener cut off. Just because girls like boy things doesn't mean they have to be tomboys, but then also go after those same gender non-conforming people. So you're not giving them space to transition and you're also not giving them space to wear clothing they want. So you just want to be an authoritarian. And you just want people to look, act and walk and talk and breathe and shit and piss how you want them to. Not going to happen. I know for damn sure I'm not walking, talking, shitting, and pissing how Ben Shapiro wants me to. Who knows what I'd be doing? Certainly would not be the bitch that I am. So I just thought that was crazy. And like, I don't care who disagrees with me. It's like, I'm all about freedom. I don't give a fuck. I am a Republican. I'm not a libertarian. I think that a lot of libertarians are 
great people, love hanging out with them. They have no idea how to grasp for power. They have no idea how to actually get anything through. They have no idea how to, to increase the size of their party. They're never going to make it. So in, a, in an ideal world, I would totally identify as a libertarian. But what I am trying to do is increase libertarian values within the Republican Party. And Ben Shapiro is here talking about how he wants to stick the cops on you for wearing a certain piece of clothing. Wants to take the guns away from you if you have gender dysphoria. Like, it's just wild to me. It's really wild. And I dragged the hell out of him on my Instagram with the gun grabbing stuff. Because you know what's so crazy? People are like, Blair, why are you so into guns lately? Guns are like almost the only thing I really care about anymore. I got to be so real with you guys. Like, I love coming on here and like sharing these moments with you and, you know, talking about trans issues and getting into the social stuff. But like when it comes down to like my real life, the only issues I really care about are free speech in 2A. Because those are the only things that really impact my real life is my ability to say what I want, to run this mouth, and to pop you if you come in here to do something about it. That's all I really care about. So we can talk about every other amendment. We can talk about every social issue I'm supposed to care about. We can talk about immigration. We can talk about taxes. What really matters is me able to run my mouth and pop you if you come in this house thinking you're going to do something about it. So I want this mouth and I want my guns. That's all I care about. And if you, anyone from any political persuasion fixes their mouth to come for either of those things, we just dragged AOC for coming for free speech. Now we're dragging Ben Shapiro for coming for the guns. Get out of my face with both of those. You see how both sides just kind of creep in with the, maybe we'll just take your freedom. Maybe we'll just take your freedom. No. No. Not as long as a bitch like here is, a bitch like me is here. So I'm just really unimpressed with Ben Shapiro lately. I mean, he was also like very pro-vax. Very like, get the jab or you're an idiot. I think he literally said something almost verbatim that on Twitter. It was like, get the vax dummies or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you want the government to take guns away from people you don't like, to force people to take uh, treatments that they don't necessarily want or are scared to take. Uh, and you want to ban people from wearing certain types of clothing. Where's the freedom, sis? Does that play a role in your ideology at all? Or are you just going full authoritarian? Let me know. Because we can square out a Ben Shapiro segment in every podcast, dragging your ass. Disgusting. Like, it's just so wild to me. Like, what? Where do they do that at? <laughs> Jazz Jennings. Vibe shift. Jazz Jennings. So a lot of people were talking about Jazz Jennings lately and like I have never wanted to do a Jazz Jennings video because I just feel like in many ways Jazz Jennings is a victim. In some ways Jazz Jennings family is also victimized. And it's just always felt kind of gross talking about Jazz because Jazz in my in my mind even though now she's an adult it's like I I watched her grow up and to me she's like a kid and I don't ever want to be perceived as bashing jazz because that's just mean and like who where do they do that at however 
the things are coming out about jazz and where she's at. And there's this clip by Tim Poole. Let's watch it. It says, in Tim's opinion, which we're going to get into, is Jazz Jennings' mother should be immediately arrested and criminally charged for physical and psychological abuse of her child. I'm demanding that Ron DeSantis' administration immediately begin pursuit of criminal charges. So let's watch this. And then you tell me what you think, if you agree with Tim. But with her, I'm worried about, like, her mental well-being and her dilation. The minute she leaves my house, we have a dilation problem. That, that is a concern. When you don't have that watchful eye, they tend to go back to old patterns. I have woken Jazz out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said, here, you take this and you put it in your vagina. If not, I will. But Jazz is bad, even when I'm home once a day. I will be so mad if she goes away to college and that thing seals up. I will wring her neck. Can you imagine? So there, there's a few things here. First of all, I can understand the perspective of someone who's hearing this mother say this and doesn't have a lot of knowledge about trans stuff. And it's just like, how is that a thing? How is that okay? And I'm not going to sit here and defend the mother because I feel as though, you know, at the end of the day, you castrated your child and that's not cool, right? And it's it's deeply immoral in my opinion. You 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 put your child out on TV and on social media from the age of like what like 3 or 4, like the videos of Barbara Walters interviewing Jazz Jennings as the youngest trans child, that was straight up like a preschooler. And so the fact that Jazz's destiny was set up that young and was just placed on this path of like yes, blockers at 11, hormones at 13, surgery at 16 or 17, really demented. And I, and this is another reason why I don't like talking about jazz. And so no one better misconstrue me bashing jazz because I can't imagine what that's like to be in the public eye your entire life. And it's based on that. And, you know, to just be set on the path of transition as a child, it's like, can't relate, right? I made that decision as an adult. Do I think that Jazz's mother should be in prison for encouraging Jazz to dilate after a surgery for which that is, whether you like that she got the surgery or not, the actual care that you have to do? No. So what's better? Jazz gets the neo-vagina and the mom doesn't encourage dilation and then it closes up and then there's another medical problem? No. The damage has been done. Jazz got a neo-vagina and a good mother is going to encourage a child who gets inner surgery to enact proper aftercare. Having said that, does that mean that I think that Jazz should have ever gotten that surgery as a minor? Absolutely not. Jazz had to get like four surgeries to even get it right because Jazz did not develop a large enough penis to create a vagina because there was not enough tissue. And in case you don't know, however long your thang thang is, before that's the the depth or whatever of the thing thing afterwards it literally it's not a cutoff it's a flip inside out so if you've never gone through male puberty you're gonna have a micro penis you're gonna have the same penis you had when you were like four or five that is not enough to create a new vagina and that's proof that you know child sex changes are ineffective, right? That's proof right there. This is the poster child this is the person they put up on the TV like this is the golden example and they couldn't even get it right right? And Jazz has gone through a lot of mental health issues. Like I've watched clips from the show and, you know, there's very sad clips with Jazz crying and saying, I don't even know who I am. I just want to feel like myself. I never feel like myself. 
Transition should have made you feel like yourself. And here's where conservatives get mad. Transitioning made me feel like myself. I don't care who doesn't understand that. You wouldn't understand it unless you had a successful transition and you were truly transgender. It made me feel like myself. It opened up my life in only positive ways. And so to see that not happen for Jazz is very devastating, is very sad. You know, they saw her, they showed her one season where she blew up like a balloon to like 300 pounds. Wow. So you don't feel like yourself. You're becoming morbidly obese. I think she's gone down a weight now. And it's like, again, no one's making fun of her. That's incredibly sad. And it's just like, it's, Here's where I think the family is in some way a victim as well. When you have the entire medical establishment telling you, if you do not transition your kid, they will delete themselves. I don't, I, I, I know what I would do because I'm informed on the topic and I just happen to be trans myself and know what it is and know the realty. But like, if I was just some like mom in like Minnesota or something and like, my kid was expressing this and I took them to every doctor and every doctor said, do what your kid's going to delete themselves. That's the parents being victimized when they go along with it in many ways, right? And so I can hate that they signed off on that. And I can hate that they put jazz in front of the cameras from so young. We all know what happens to child stars, right? Every doctor telling you your kids are going to delete themselves, what would you do? I don't know. I don't know what I would do in the position of someone who's not educated on the topic. So... I don't agree with Tim here that she needs to go to prison for this, the mom. It's like, what, for encouraging proper aftercare of a surgery, even if you disagree with the surgery, which I do, for transitioning the kid? Well, it wasn't illegal when she did it. And you can't just retroactively go back and make things, like there's, I forget what it's called. You can't like retroactively go back and make things illegal and then arrest people for doing it when it was legal. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, you know, I just I don't I just don't feel the tweet. That's all. Like Tim, but I don't I don't feel the tweet. Uh, shout out to Jazz. You know, I just I don't want to. And and I've seen a lot of conservative commentators go out of their way to sort of misrepresent all of this and say that Jazz is saying she regrets transition. Jazz never said that. In fact, Jazz did a whole video reaction saying I never said that. And conservatives are literally lying. And th and they were all these videos right now. The tragedy of Jazz Jennings YouTube videos and stuff. They are completely taking all that out of context. You can look at the clips and infer that possibly she regrets it, but until she says that out of her mouth, don't say she detransitioning, don't say she regrets her section because she hasn't said that. I will say, you got me messed up transitioning kids and then they never experience orgasms. Like Jazz Jennings has never, she talked about this on her show, has never experienced an orgasm and I don't see how she could now. How do you experience an orgasm never with your male genitalia because it was chemically castrated? How do you expect to have it when it's rearranged into something else surgically all of a sudden years later? So the idea that you're taking away the right to orgasm for people, the idea that you're taking away the ability to procreate before they're of age, disgusting. Does that mean prison for Jazz Jennings' mom? No, I don't agree with that. And I think that's a bit of a whack take, right? Speaking of whack takes, my whole career, uh, no, just kidding, uh, or am I? Let's react to some, uh, is my brain going off? Let's react to some woke TikToks. I, want, I almost said libbed out TikToks, which I guess fits. Let's react to some libbed out bitches. How about that? 
Mental health counselor says losing weight intentionally is fat phobic. Let's, let's, let's see what's going on. Another great question. This person is asking if there is any time in which intentional weight loss is not fat phobic. I'm going to say 99.9% of the times, if you are intentionally losing weight, it is fat phobic. I'm leaving that point little 0.1% in case I am truly, truly wrong, but <laughs> I don't think I am. Yeah, I'm sure it never uh, crosses your mind you might be wrong. I often say it's like it's so wild how like the possibility that you're a moron never enters right here. Right. Um, <laughs> you are wrong. And it's so crazy because like the whole like body positivity, like anti-fat phobia movement reminds me so much of the trans movement in the similar ways in which they lead people astray and they tell people the exact wrong advice. So how dare you? bitch sit up on camera talking about losing weight, bettering your life, improving your health means that you are hateful. I can't imagine a more hateful thing to say or do. If I really sat up here with my fat friend and they were like, man, I really want to lose weight, but you know, I don't want to be hateful. And I sat up there like, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't need to do that. Like, just don't be an asshole. Keep, stay fat. What? Are you demented? Are you crazy? Are you okay? Do you need help? Do you need prayers? Do you need a hug? Do you need the love of your father that you never received when he walked out on you? Because I'm thinking that's what it is, right? If you don't know the difference between love and hate, maybe you never got it as a child, but guess what? You don't tell an obese person that them losing weight makes them hateful or hate themselves. How dare you? You don't tell a trans person that because they're okay with the fact that they are biologically male or the fact that they don't think, you know, not dating trans people is transphobic or they don't think kids should transition means they hate themselves. No, that's you being intellectually, emotionally, spiritually inadequate. It means you don't know what any of these words mean that you're using, baby girl. Not a single one. Do you know what one word you're using means? Because the word fatphobic, you don't. That one, we can cross off the list. You don't know what the fuck that means. Is anyone really fatphobic? I mean, I got, mm, yeah, I could see that. I could see people being like hateful towards fat people. I get that. That's a thing. But as with all things, yeah, there really is such a thing as transphobia. But when you call everything that isn't that, that, you kind of lessen people's ability to see it and call it out for what it is. And you get people feeling like they don't care if everything is transphobic. They don't care if everything is fatphobic. Then why would they ever step in to defend someone who's really experiencing it? Why would they ever call it out? Right? Like if simply having a dating preference is fatphobic, then bullying a fat person, what is that? These are not the same things. Me not winning, wanting to date a fat motherfucker is not the same thing as me like going up and spitting in a fat person's face and being like, oh, you're fat. The fact that you use the same word for both of them is an issue. So mental health counselor, great. Great. Who's going to her? I'm not going to her. Are you? I'm not. All right, let's watch this one. This one has been going around and it's going viral and your girl has not seen it. So this is going to be fresh, and I've heard it's bad. So let's see what's going on. If you back a wild animal into a corner, they're going to become a dangerous animal. 
So if you want to die on that hill of yours of righteousness and moral majority, then you go right ahead. I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. This is a call to action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States (laughs) that are scared, worried, have children that are transgender, lesbian, bi, or gay. This is a call to action. You need to arm up. Plain and simple. Go out, buy a gun, learn how to use it efficiently through and through because the time to act is now. You need to protect yourself and you need to protect your fellow transgender brothers and sisters and theys and thems. You need to protect the rest of us in the LGB community. Can I just say it? First of all, I have a lot to say, but the first half to say is I hate when y'all hoes talk about trans brothers and sisters. You are not my sister because you have a messed up Sally Beauty, Jerry Curl ponytail. Sister, you're not my sister. We're not related. Right? You look like two people who were related made you. I will say that it's giving ogre. It's giving violent. It's giving threat to women. It's giving threat to children. It's giving unstable. Busted, crusted, disgusted. I just, I can't believe this hoe is really on TikTok talking about this is a call to arms for anyone not like us in the bathrooms. And I get banned for nothing on TikTok. If that's not ban worthy, what is? Because I popped off about 2A this whole podcast. And so I'm not trying to take away this hoe's right to 2A. But if you're making videos, like almost like predicting you're going to do something to someone, just so hyped up about doing something to someone, that's an issue. Right? Like, you're an issue. The issue is you. It's not the women who are, you know, I know how it goes, right? Not because I've experienced it, but because I live in the world, whether people want to be mad about me saying this or not, I do live in the world of like straight men and women, that that's my life, that's my friend group, that's, you know. I know how the women look at you, girl. Because I would look at you the same way. It's like I'm out. They're scared of you. You're a big bitch. They're scared. I would be scared. Right? I would not, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't want to be in the bathroom with this hoe. And if I was, I would triple check that that lock on that door is solid. I would maybe reach for that. Depending on the day, maybe I'm open carrying, maybe I'm not. Or concealed carrying, sorry, I don't open carry. Maybe reach for that thing on me, whatever I have. Maybe reach for that mace. Not because I intend to do anything, but you just never know with a hoe like that. And a hoe who looks like that. Just so hyped, it's giving male aggression, it's giving... I don't know about you, babe, but I'm on T-blockers. I don't just get hyped to hurt people. Right? I don't get hype over bathrooms. It's a bathroom. And if people are looking at you crazy 
or stopping you from entering a bathroom, maybe you got to look within yourself and see that you are deficient in whatever you are trying to give, right? Because it's it's very much giving juvenile to think that it's the world's problem rather than yours, right? So if I was looked at crazy every time I entered a women's bathroom, I would maybe question if what I had going on was questionable. Doesn't happen. If people are uncomfortable around you, the issue is you. Talking about call to arms. Girl, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not for you. Oh my God. It's just crazy. It's like, you know, it's like for a bathroom to be such an issue, it's like, wow, you know, what a, what a, what a stupid fight. I mean, it's, that's what we're talking about. It's gonna be the last mistake you ever make. Really? Okay. Go off, I guess. Professor at West Virginia U says there's no thing, such thing as biological sex. Let's see what <laughs> this crazy looking hoe has to say. Because she has the glasses, she has the eyes, she has the eyebrows, and she has the general lack of attractiveness. And you can smell her through the screen. I'm getting a hot dog water vibe. Like, y'all smell that shit? Hot dog water. Let's see. For those of you who don't know me, I am a medical school professor specializing in molecular biology. I also have an extensive background in uh, gender studies and queer studies. The idea of sex as an immutable characteristic is a turf talking point that's been around for decades, and it's been weaponized against trans women in particular in the fashion of, oh, but you will always be male and therefore invading female spaces. Sex as it pertains to humans is a construct. It is a set of... Spectrum variables with bimodal distribution that we draw an arbitrary set of boundaries around into two broad categories. Nut sacks are not arbitrary, sis. A labia is not arbitrary. This is what I mean. When I was saying earlier, you ain't got to like Blair White. You ain't got to like Bug Angel. You ain't got to like... Miss Caitlin, any of these hoes on the right who are trans and trying to like fix things and like take things in a different direction, but how the fuck are you gonna like this person? I get it. I'm not for everyone. I get that. My voice is annoying. I talk a lot of shit. And it is what it is. But the idea that this is the person and this is the mindset that's propelling the trans community to societal acceptance. Nope. Nope. Biological sex is a contract. Constructed by who? Because that's not what that is. And your gender studies degree is not the flex you think it is. You know what's so crazy? It's like when I was in college, I would take little, because there's there's certain little classes that are like, you know, prerequisites. Like you got to take a, a women's studies class. You got to take a, a, you know, sociology class, whatever, right? I was, you know, 19, 20, 
seeing how much bullshit was there and like actually gagged that no one else did. I was actually sitting up there like I cannot believe they're up here talking about how there are no differences between males and females and the whole class is just eating it up like it's some religion. It is a religion. It is a cult. And people who reject all these other, you know, ideologies they're kind of born into in their families, like it's like they're highly susceptible to adopting this new religion of gender ideology, which is anti-science, anti-rationale, anti-common sense, and anti-trans in many ways, right? Like I often say, like saying that trans women are women robs trans women of speaking about their own unique experiences and and building that bridge, right? Because it's like, I'm all about like, the other day I was hanging out with um, all these people and let's just say none of them have ever been around a trans person, right? It was a bunch of like, just like dupes. Someone said that I was trans in front of all of them they're all gagged and had to answer a lot of questions and it was a whole thing which was kind of annoying but it ended up being cute um because they were awesome and they understood and whatever we had a lot of questions to ask let's just say that there was a bridge opened there between me and them because i was able to talk about my experiences as a trans woman specifically and not just telling them it just means i'm a woman it just means trans women are women and that's what it is now that is a conversation ender. But me being able to acknowledge that I am not in the same category as women opens up a door to be like, this is what my life is like. I want to hear about yours and here's mine, specifically about being a transsexual woman. That door is not open when you're a dumb bitch like this talking about biological sex isn't even real and trans women are women. And it's just like you're shutting down conversations, you're closing doors. And it's not cute. It's actually messed up. And in a community that made any sense, you would not be leading anything. Bitch. All right. Um, <laughs> that is it for the podcast, you guys. I love you so much. I am feeling very um, pro you guys lately. Like, I, I just feel like you guys have been so lovely to me lately. I don't know what it is about the uptick of love and people just kind of reaching out and saying nice things, but I've noticed it lately and I, I fuck with it. So I love you guys and please subscribe to this channel as well as my main channel. I just dropped a video yesterday about the Mr. Beast trans friend controversy. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and I love you. See you in the next episode.